You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. The big man, I can safely say to the listeners, he didn't crash his stunt car last week, but he can't make it. He's still filming his BAFTA award-winning show, which he likes to remind us. And we're joined today by the German Wall. He's won the league three times. He was a stalwart in the Premier League. He's basically an Englishman, the legend Robert Hoof. How are you, big man? I'm basically not an Englishman. I've, I've stuck, <laughs> I stuck to my roots. I try to <laughs> embrace the Englishness, but yeah, for sure, always and will be German. But yeah, no, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Just, you know, these mad times, but we're doing this thing and it's great to see and speak to all the L players that I played with. Uh, yeah. And just like Cheltenham this week, the boys at Coral yeah. want me to give it a shout out. It's one of my favourite weeks of gambling. We had, a, we had a great time, didn't we, when we went with Chelsea at time? Oh, I mean, I'm just not used to horse racing whatsoever when I first came over. I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> and then uh, I remember John Terry ringing me, you know, the week before, do I fancy coming to the races? And my like, yeah, the lads are going for sure. Um, wasn't a big drinker back then or anything like that. Wasn't in my culture whatsoever. But I mean, I got so fucking pissed like, <laughs> with all the lads. All, all I can remember is just people giving me a drink and like giving me betting slips and all that stuff. I didn't have a clue. Yeah. And I uh, used to get the helicopter in, but yeah. I just remember being so drunk in the helicopter thinking, this is it, I'm going to die. You know when you get the panic attack yeah, yeah, yeah. on an all-day bender? Like, so, yeah. Oh my God, what a bad idea. Bro. So you're back in Berlin now, big man. Yeah. You're not, what's the decision with that? I thought, I literally have you down as an Englishman now. You've been here so long. You're one of us, mate. What's the, what's the story? You're back in Germany. Yeah, we've been talking, since I've retired anyway, me and my wife have been talking about, you know, bit of a new challenge and, you know, get out of comfort zone, all that sort of stuff. So, we, yeah, we just decided to move move back. I'm here now just looking for, for schools for the boys. Yeah. Um, looking for places to, to live and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, just get out of the comfort zone. You know, it's all a bit too easy back back in England yeah. for me. And, yeah, I'm just, the kids can learn German. And if we don't like it, we move somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Do your kids speak, do they speak with an English accent? The kids? Um, so, my wife's English anyway. Um, right. So, English is the, is the main language, but... I, I, I tried to teach them German and they understand quite a bit, but yeah. they're lazy fuckers, so they just choose to, uh, <laughs> choose to speak English, which which is fine, but, you know, but it'd be fun. It'd be, it'd yeah. be a fun move um, and I'm sure they'll stick to English, but it'd be a nice challenge. Listen, we first met during the Chelsea times and I remember coming in and obviously you had, what an, tell us about that, what an education it must have been for you having you, John Terry's, William Gallison, Marcel Desai is a young centre-half. Yeah. You know, to learn off of them must have been amazing for you. Yeah, I mean, it was completely unreal because I, I came from, from the youth setup back in Berlin where you don't have any sort of contact with first team players whatsoever. You know, the academy yeah. was at a different location. And um, when I first came to Chelsea, all of a sudden I was having lunch like with the guys that you just mentioned. I mean, John Terry yeah. only just came through then, so yeah, he wasn't that big a name. But yeah, like Marcel, Leboeuf was there, Zola. Leboeuf, yeah, yeah. Uh, Viali was still there when I first came. You know, you, you turn up at a nice time when, <laughs> when uh, Abramovich uh, put his money in. But before that, you know, it was an absolute dive of a training ground. You know, yeah. it's like eight or nine change rooms all lined up. But yeah, like I said, it's a completely different world for me. Um, you, you got to train with the first thing every so often. Yeah. And you, you, you learn by getting beaten up by these, by these pros. You know, you think you know yeah. it all, but. You know, the reality is when you train with him, he's like, it's a completely different world. I know, mate. I know. But when I, I talk to the listeners and they don't... Harlington, right, I remember one of my first that weeks, we were training at Harlington and the lads were like, we have to leave, we have to leave. I'm like, what for? Said, the local hockey team was coming to take our... Like, taking our changing room. And you're thinking... Wednesdays. Yourself, yeah. It was a Wednesday. We couldn't train on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I know. We, we try, we're trying to like go for the win the Champions League and the Premier League. Like, like I said, I come in just the Bramwich money and we got like these Herberts playing playing hockey and getting a yeah. sling of us out of our dress. It's crazy. It was yeah. a complete dive, weren't it? Uh, oh, you know. the college used it. 
I think yeah. every 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 second week we couldn't use the training ground on a Wednesday because the college used it. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. It's nuts. Nowadays, you look at Cobham. I don't know if you've, you you went to Cobham, but now if you've been there now, when it's all the built, it's amazing. It's like yeah. like a spaceship. There's there's enough no stones left unturned. Yeah. But it's, uh, so how did how was that coming over for, as a young lad into into England? You know what? I mean, I wouldn't recommend it now. But right. you know when you you're just a bit young and a bit dumb. Yeah. You know, you don't think of consequences, do you? you just, yeah. I mean, it's so lucky um, the way it worked out for me, but there was no plan B or anything like that. You know, it's just like this. This could work, um, but the only the only thing that really worked for me was I was by myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any family. That was the only thing that, strangely enough, you know, you always think, oh, you miss your family, but it made me sort of, you know, I never left the training ground. I was always there all day. Yeah, you know, because I didn't have anything to go home to. You know, I was just training, training, gym, 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 training, 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 and that was it. Um, and that's sort of if I had friends there or family, I don't think I would have made it. You know, I don't think. Yeah. You, you know, you, you go out for a few beers. I never went out for beers till I went for the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> to Cheltenham. To Cheltenham. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, but you know, you don't have a you don't have a private life. You know, yeah. I just trained, I just trained and trained and trained. Yeah. That, that obviously helped. When you're yeah. Yeah, mate, listen, I'm just thinking if my son was a centre-half and he got to go to Chelsea like you did at your age and learn yeah. from them three players, Gallas, Terry, LeBeouf, Desai, mate, that's a great education. Why do you think it is now, Hoofy, the young the young English players? What is, why are they going over to Germany? What are the Germans seeing in our young players now? Because it's, it's flipped over now, isn't it? Our, we seem to be taking your managers and you seem yeah. to be taking our players. And it's, yeah. what, How do you think that's happened? I think giving them a chance... Is, is a big thing, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and not and not just ten minutes, you know, when you're three mm. and up or anything like that. They, they give them a chance, and you know, we had this sort of disastrous years in 2014, and then sort of the approach to training and education of, of coaches changed a bit. Yeah, you know, we we've seen it with the national team where we had success, but you know, we've with Germany, we we don't have the money to spend like in the, in mm. the Premier League, so they have to sort of find different ways of of coaching, of developing, and and that's the way. Um, yeah. And more times than not, like, you've been a young player as well. Sometimes you just need to be given a chance. Yeah. And then it's, more, you know, you'd be surprised how many kids take that chance. And yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a livelihood. Who, um, out of the English players playing in the Bundesliga, who's who's in pressure? What about the, the lad, Mr. Jamal, uh, um, Bayern Munich? I mean, that, that's an incredible one for me to be that young, playing, not getting minutes in a team of that quality. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a huge club again. Yeah, belief, you know. The, yeah. I know Hansi Flick is an awesome coach. You know, I, yeah. I, I had him when I played a little bit for Germany, but he coaches you. He doesn't just like expect yeah. you to be perfect. You know, every day yeah. improve, 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 and then you get your chance. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Sancho is the obvious one. Again, you know, he plays in front of eighty thousand people. Yeah, now, yeah. You know, it's a huge learning curve. You know. Yeah. It gives you that self-belief when the manager believes in you that you, you can play. You know, certainly football, you know, youth is the way forward. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no, you know, changing about it. You started off at Chelsea, you, you saw that, you got your education and then you went to Middlesbrough yeah. for, you know, you signed for, was it Gareth Southgate? Did you sign for Gareth? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gareth yeah. is a god to us. So tell us about that, mate. Tell us about Gareth Southgate and working for him as a younger coach. Well, I've met him uh, before the season ended when it became clear that he was going to be the manager. And, you know, I've met him in, in a hotel in London and, you know, he was really keen. Like, you know, um, he just wanted... Yeah, he believed in me. You know, yeah. after the meeting, I said, I'm going, you know. Yeah. You have to see the, the terms and conditions of the contract. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, you know, he's a played in the World Cup, played in the US, he's a defender, he's going to bring on my game. Um, and that was it. I mean, no other manager met me. I had a couple of clubs interested, um, but no one took out the time to even bring me or meet me. And Gary was the only person that, um, um, that took out the time, you know, in, yeah. the middle of, or in the middle of the season to come over and, and, and meet me. It was a culture shock for you, coming from the West London, the King's Road, up to Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
speak to me about that. It's a culture shock for people in England. Trust me, English players who play in London, like myself, when I went to play for Liverpool, and Liverpool's a, a, a busy city, but yeah. I, I went from living in the King's Road today and I found it tough. So how was it for you, that move? Yeah, tough. Like you said, yeah. you know, you, you get, you know, London life is great. You know, you, you finish training, go for coffee, watch the world go by and, you know, it's, it's a bit limited up there. And mm. in London, you can go missing, can't you? Like no one really recognises you. You can, mm. you know, just sit there. But up there, it's, it's, it's a, it's a one team city where everyone is football mad and everyone, yeah. they know you and they want to chat to you about the results, which is great. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've never had a, never had a bad experience, but you know, you, when you just want to have a coffee and, you know, but I mean, I just remember the training, but it was always windy. Yeah. Like, there's just no day where no wind. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it's, it's August and it's blown again. But yeah, yeah I, I had good times and then Gavin was great. He even wrote me a letter when I, when I left Middlesbrough. Did That's he really? Quite, uh, yeah. That's amazing. What, what did he say? Just wishing me luck. Um, gave me a few points so I can improve on. Um, but that's amazing. I mean, who does that? Yeah. You know, normally the relationship is, you know, give and take sort of thing. But, you know, he's taking time out to write me a letter, which I still have somewhere. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and it's great that he's doing well now. Well, you must have done something right, mate. No manager's ever <laughs> wrote me a letter. So, but that... that that's that's um that's Gareth for you. Like you know, he got he got his chance at Middlesbrough, done well, and now he's our national manager. What do you think of as a German? This is more. What do you think of England's chances at this year's? Like and be, and, and be honest with us. What does what does the German people think of this this current England team? I mean, they're real threat. Um, yeah. What I think people would still look at England and go when it you know push comes to shove, they're sort of choke a bit, you know. Yeah. When you look at the the World Cup semi final against Croatia, you know, you won it yeah. up. I mean Yeah. God is I mean It's there. It's, it's in the hands. It's there. You know, you've mm. got to do whatever it takes to sort of get there. And uh, I think the sort of the thought of people is that when it gets there, I think they they might slip still. Even yeah. though they have all the, the talent they have, you know, the players they have, you know, playing the in the in the in the best league. I you know when if they have to play Italy in a, in a quarterfinal, yeah. semi-final, you know, you probably put your money on Italy. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're maybe a bit dirtier. They, you know, they do a foul, they dive, all that yeah. sort of thing, which, you know, it's, it's not great, but it's sort of real nastiness to win. I think it's, it might not be there at this, or certainly wasn't in the last uh, World Cup. Where yeah. And again, third place, and they lose again to Belgium. You know, you already, you already <laughs> lost to them. You used them twice. Yeah, I know. I know. You know I mean, yeah, uh, it's so frustrating. Um, because I love England. I've been there for 21 years, you know, I've yeah. got a weird connection to it, but you know, you, you gotta fight. Yeah. 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 Mate, you're, you, you are probably in the, the best position to talk about the differences between, you know, what does an English player need? If I was working for the FA, I'd be calling you up and go, listen, you, you're in a great position to go, well, this is what you need more of. I've worked with English players. And you're right. There was, a, there was something that happened to us at tournaments where we just just fell down that last little thing. And you know the quality. You've played with, you've seen your, you know, your Lampards, your Terrys, you know, all these great players. You've played with them. You know the talents there. It's just something in the mindset, maybe. Yeah, I, I, you are perfect. I mean, 2006, I mean, that's the best ever squad. When you look at the, know, you know, the... It's unbelievable. Player for player, the England was the best team. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then Portugal rocks up with their antics and he got to penalties and yeah. people thought, it's mad, you know, yeah. sport is not as, as simple as of just, you know, we've got the best players. You, mm. There's some some weird sort of finesse that you have to have to, to yeah. win a game, you know, especially when you play the World Cup level. Yeah. Where, you know, it's, it's, it's the greatest thing for anyone that plays, but... Um, but I wouldn't work for the for the <laughs> FA anyway. I'm not a spy or anything like that. No, if anything, I work in German FA. Agent <laughs> Hoof, Agent Hoof. I love that. <laughs> special no. agent. Special well, agent. Yeah. <laughs> we've already identified your England special agent at the World Cup <laughs> for the Euros. Uh, but Gareth, you know him personally. Is he is he the man to change to change it for us? Is he the man to take us to that? elusive first trophy in 60 years, whatever it is. 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, you look at mm. who's about now, the national teams, and like I said, with the experience, I mean, Germany obviously now with Löw retiring, is it going to be a last sort of, you know, hooray for, for Germany? But, um, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's Gareth's sort of fault. You know, I think it's a, I think football generally in England is really nice. You know, the, yeah. you see the academies now. Yeah. Uh, the real hunger and desire, you know, it's it's difficult when you get to that level to sort of change it. You know, you've got eighteen year olds earning ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Um, having played football, uh, first team football for such a long time. And I think that sort of translates into your into your career, you know. Mm. And you know, each sometimes you get it too early, too quick, too much. Yeah. And and for them, um I don't know. You and I have been privileged to to win something, you know. But yeah. many people don't. But and uh, you know, I think I played to win. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not, every, not everyone gets it, but sometimes they go. It doesn't really matter because I'm still going to have ridiculous amount of money and yeah, you know, and so on. And it's not a jealousy point of view. It's, it's the way economic works, and yeah, it probably causes so much money, but. When you get so much, you know, how are you going to motivate someone that's 20 who's earning a ridiculous amount of money? How are you going to get that extra 1% which you need when you play mm. for trophies? And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And I think, you know, that you know, the money is in the Premier League. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, there's, there's no way you get anything like that over here. Yeah. Know? Going back to that motivating players, Hoofy, Thomas Tuchel has come in. I've been so impressed. I did the game last night. And I was watching him on the sideline. And you know, because you've played in championship winning sides, you know when that team's got that togetherness. And when Emerson scored the goal last night, and it was the third choice left back, he was pushed aside, pushed aside. He was out of, out of favour uh, by the last regime. He scored the goal and the whole team celebrated. Well, how, does, how, what, how does Tuchel go into a club's and just bring it all together in such a short space of time. He's so impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when, even when you listen to his interviews, I think he's always yeah. honest. He gives you a... Mm. If they've been good, that he says they've been good. If they've been shit, he basically says shit without saying yeah, shit. But, yeah, And I think, I mean, we had it with, with Jose. He had yeah. that weird thing where we've done well with Ranieri and stuff, and I thought we always had a good team to yeah. to, to all of a sudden, 2005, where... If someone picked on you, I would knock someone out. It's mm. that way. And mm. people just got a thing. And I think it's also important that who you bring with that sort of the translator, yeah. the passion, keep it together, all that stuff. Um, and he's, he, he's an amazing coach. I mean, we had Christian Fuchs, he had him when he was, uh, was mine. He said, training was insane. Like really? always, yeah, always something new, different, challenging, um, uh, Completely out of your comfort zone. Because we've done training sessions that we've done yeah. Yeah. 20 times. It's always just the same. And you get bored of it. You haven't learned anything. You've just gone through the emotions. But I think he's sort of triggered something new in them. Um, yeah. He's certainly been impressive, mate. So moving on, Hoofy. Yeah. You went, you went, <laughs> you signed for Stoke, right? Yeah. And I remember playing against you <laughs> for Stoke and looking, yeah. and, and looking over in the tunnel. And it was like Jurassic Park, mate. You was, Fucking huge. <laughs> Kenwin Jones couldn't even fit through the door. His shoulders yeah. were so wide. And it was just like, I mean, speak to us about that team and Tony Pulis, because you were, and this is a compliment, the, probably one of, outside of the top four teams, the hardest team to play, the horrible to play against. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, how did you, how did Tony Pulis do that with you? Uh, again, like he, he had that sort of special thing where he just, you know, he could have gone for more talent, mm. but he mm. went for characters, you know, like, yeah. like, like I said, we had the, the tallest, the ugliest back four. I mean, I played right back for him for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been the slowest right back in, in family history. But again, like normally I'd go up, I'm not a right back, but for some yeah. reason I enjoyed it, you know, yeah. and all that. It's bad, but no, you're right. I mean, I think again, Stoke is such a sort of, Small town. It was a one Premier League club. It was, I think, thirty thousand people fit there in the stadium. And it was just an awesome time. Like every yeah. Saturday or the home games was like the main event for for everyone. And he got us so motivated. Like 
Tony would pick up on anything in the press that, you know, if, if Liverpool came to town and, and the manager would, manager would say, ah, oh, Stoke is just a one way team. He would mm. put it up on the wall and like, he would start the whole process on a Monday morning. Yeah. Just to get you fired up and by three o'clock Saturday afternoon. I mean, eyeballs were not this big. Everyone was ready to fight. Oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Kenwin John, I mean, Jesus, what play yeah. he was for us. Oh, no. Uh, do you know um, m- mate of mine, Martin Patterson? He played for Tony Pulis. Uh, yeah. He come for at Stoke, and this was probably before your time. But he, he tells me a great story about the day that he realised Rory Delap had a long throw. He said they did a Friday session when they were doing tactics, yeah. and he just throw away comment. He's gone. Um, can anyone throw a ball? He said, and um, he said, he said Rory he said I can throw it a little bit, Gaffer. So he said he's, um, and he said he started. He, he said, well, I want you to throw it to the near post. He said, all right, and so he, he, he sort of, the lap sort of went, he went, what, you can reach the near post from there? He went, I, I can reach it from further. And he's like, he said, you've never seen a man get so excited so quickly. What, Rory, you can do it. So he said, Rory keeps going back, what, further? And he said, he threw it in the box, and he said, it was like the man had just been, had just won the lottery five times. Tony Pugh was so happy with Rory the lap throwing the ball. He said, they, they was out there for two hours working on this throw. Yeah. He said, throw it in the box. And he just said, he said, he said we'd love to get Tony Pulis on the show because he's, he's one of my favourite managers. I, I yeah. love his interviews. I, it's a difference in styles and effort, should but I, I think I'd enjoy playing for Tony because he's straight, isn't he? Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my stats in the game were insane. I mean, I had to go up for every throwing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know. Hey, I'm fucking blown here. Like, yeah. I don't need, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, but, I mean, Talking about Rory, I mean, he was a really good player anyway for us. Yeah. But even if you were winning 1-0 and we sort of get, you know, put under pressure and he was screaming us, <laughs> if we have a, a, a throw in the, on the right-hand side, uh, right-hand side really, really deep, he would throw it into their half, 50 yards up. <laughs> and like, everyone's in, in our half and you just launch it. And then we like up the pitch, we get another throw in and it's like, teams, you can see everyone's going, what? The fuck is this? <laughs> like we've done all the, the hard work, squeezed the team, all this stuff. Yeah. Boys, thank you very much. Oh, and, um, it's, it's a good weapon. I mean, and how many goals we scored from from this throw? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember. Pl- I remember playing against him. I can't remember what defender it was, but you know when you did you, did you sort of sh- shuffling an, a person out of play and you can kick it out for a throw in. Yeah. And he turned around and kicked out for a corner. That's what yeah. the fuck are you doing? He went, well, it's the same. It's exactly, in fact, it's probably easier to defend a corner because he might miss it and you might get one at the near post. The, the, yeah. the throw-ins were just flat, yeah. perfect every time, weren't they? Uh, Colin, you, you can sense, like obviously when we played against, I mean, a drop bar was obviously a completely different animal, but yeah. wherever I was the number nine and if he was tall, you have to run back for a throw-in. Yeah. Imagine yeah. doing that 20, 20 times a game. So, Oh my god! And that one, the one time they switch off, for sure, and we score. I mean, uh-huh. I had conversation with the, the strikers. They I can't believe I'm having to run back so many <laughs> times to defend the near post. It's like, yeah, mate, this is the game. Fucking enjoy uh-huh. it. We just put uh-huh. a crash over on, and yeah, enjoy it. I was, I was the fella standing on the edge of the box, going, "Come on, lads, let it out." <laughs> I, I got, I got not involved with any of that, mate. So we're, we're getting on to Tony Pulis because he's a yeah. bit of a favourite in this show. I mean, yeah. we, 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 we love him. And uh, the incident with with um, with BT was you there yeah. during that time? Yeah, yeah he's been, yeah, on, yeah. he's been, he's been on record. I think both of them have been on record to say about it. So yeah, it's not a secret. Talk, what's, what's your memories of that? Well, first of all, I mean, we had obviously business party plans and all that sort of stuff the day after and we were under the impression it was a two day sort of you know like Saturday mm. night all day Sunday of course back train do it, back do training yeah yeah <laughs> fancy dress on the Sunday and all that stuff but anyway we were shit we went absolutely spanked by Arsenal with you know like one of those horrible yeah. away games where you shit and Tony couldn't hide if we were shit we shit like there's no way mm. up, you know he would tell you anyway he says I'll see you Monday and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, and BT obviously, uh, went, uh, we agreed, you know, yeah. Tuesday. You, you know, we had an all day tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. No, no, I never did. I never did. In the heat of the moment sort of thing, people forget what they said or whatever. He was probably pissed off with us that we lost. And 
Ja, Nexberger, he was one of Nicholas Chandler von Headbutts around. So, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, what the fuck going on here? But, was, um, he na- was he naked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mate, what a sight that would be. I love Tony yeah. Bruce. I, I love Beats as well. Beats is a good guy. Isn't he? Again, yeah. I mean, Tony was awesome. And yeah. like I said, if, if you do well for him, there's nothing, he would do anything for you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely anything. But um, but again, like, it's just a change room, isn't it? Like, you have a fight yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you can't relate it to the real world. I mean, it's certainly it's so weird, so many fights. Yeah. Uh, we had some, we had some proper nutcases in our team where, you know, I'd, uh, just starting the fight for the sake of starting the fight. But, you know, these sort of things happen, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. Like, I think people going into normal work, maybe not too much now, but football in the nineties and the noughties, as it was, it's been phased out. But yeah, you, you know, you have a roll around. It's like going to work in, in the office. Like people can't get around. You have a disagreement. You had a roll around. A few little, things thrown and you'll get on with it but um that's just how it was wasn't it yeah yeah i, I mean as long as everyone knows the deal that we set up for monday training it's forgotten and it's mm. fine i mean most of the time we, we had a fight not even in games in training that's the yeah. that's the crazy thing where you know you're competing for the saturday spot yeah you know to get into the team and you, you just have a bit of a yeah like i said a roll around and mm. that was that is it basically you know you, yeah so you had your very successful spell Talk to me about the Leicester move. How, how did that come about? Was you was you out of favour at Stoke at the time, or was it? Yeah, I mean, Mark came in obviously after um, after Tony um, played played for for Mark for the first sort of ten games and got injured. You know, yeah. and just never really recovered. Took me a long time to get fit, and then as you as you do, you know, another player comes in, he he performs well, the team, you know, plays well, and I just couldn't get back into the team. You know, there was no. No big thing, really. I just I got fit by the end of it. I just couldn't get into the team. Um, Stoke finished, you know, top ten. Um, and l- looking back now, I mean, why would Mark put me in? You know, the team were flying. They were beating Man City. They were beating Liverpool. Yeah. All that sort of thing. And I mean, you know, if you know yourself in sport, it doesn't matter what you done five years ago or even a year ago. It's, it's all about now. It's all about the next game. And I just couldn't get in. Um, and I, was, I think I was turning 31 somewhere, so um, yeah, I, I, I didn't see a way back into the team. Um, and then, yeah, the loan move came along. Didn't have too many options, um, I have to say, as well. Uh, it's only, only really less that I sort of pushed the loan move. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of championship clubs. and um, But yeah, you know, when you get that real hunger, I didn't play for like, I don't know, a year at Stoke and I just really wanted to sort of prove to myself um, yeah. that I can still play in the Premier League level because you would have heard it yourself once you have an injury everyone's just, oh, you know, he's 30, he's had an injury, yeah. not going to come back and that really sort of fueled me. Um, yeah. Got me angry, got the, the fire back into my belly and I just thought, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm going, even if they were last, you know, if we get relegated, you get relegated. Yeah. So that was the January Right. Was that, that was when you... 2015 in the January, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that, I mean... That was the survival year, right, if I'm right. Was that the year you you, you survived under Pearson? Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, yeah. I had to wait because we played... We played Leicester against Stoke. So we already played them twice a season. Um, yeah. And then that's when Stoke said you can go. But yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they should have never been in that position in the last. Anyway, it's such a good team. Um, I know. And, but... Yeah, I mean, they always lost the game by by one goal. You know, when I looked at the results, I thought, well, they're not getting spanked 4-0, 5-0, you know, yeah. all the time. You lose by a goal. So the turnaround was was doable. You know, just yeah. a lack of concentration or setup or maybe a little bit of leadership as well. But yeah, I mean, when my first game was like, fuck me, this team is good. Yeah. Proper yeah. good. We, we played Arsenal away my first game. Um, and I walked off the pitch thinking, this is it. We've got a chance here. They're yeah. good. They're really good. And again, we lost by one one goal. We didn't convert. The last minute chance, it could have been a draw. But after that game, I was thinking, this is it. You know, elbows out. Yeah, yeah, for a yeah. Fight. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, it, you made history, Hoofy. When you walk through the door, players like Mares, Kante, Vardy, did you see? You've seen the level 
you've obviously coming through at Chelsea, you've seen the world class players. But did you know straight away, or was it a, a period where you thought, "Wow, he's good. Wow, he's really good." How did you? When did you realize what great players you they were you were witnessing? I mean, with Kante, it took like half a training session to go. Yeah. What is what is going on here? I mean, what is this? <laughs> he's insane. He no, is insane. I mean, and you, obviously you would have seen in his, you know, in, in, in stature, he's yeah. quite quite small and. I, I always thought I could dominate him and stuff, but I would go on a tackle with him in training. It's like, he yeah, ends up with the ball. I'm like, what? How? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and his, his football brain, like, he just kept intercepting balls. And, like, uh, everyone, like, literally everyone in training just stopped him and who the fuck's this guy? You know, <laughs> like, no disrespect whatsoever because we didn't really know who we'd sign, you know. Yeah. You know, fairly sort of low-key signing. But, I mean, it's, and we played him on the wing. That's how good he was first. For the first cloud, we played him on the wing. We just had to fit him in the team. I mean, we had team meetings where we just watched him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, on a Monday morning or whenever where you saw an anniversary game, we had all the clips prepared. It was basically just him. (laughs) (laughs) Him winning the ball, him setting up a counter-attack. It was just him. It was like everyone, what? But yeah, I mean, and then by the end of it, we obviously put him in the front of the back four and, you know, like I said, the rest is history. But I mean, he was just... Ridiculous, and Bart sort of grew into his role as well. You have to be yeah. honest. He yeah. struggled a bit at Leicester. Yeah. He didn't score, didn't score for a while, and but then he found his hunger back. You know, he, he started sort of his work rate increased uh, towards 2015 season. Um, scored some goal, important goals, and you could see his confidence grew. Then you know, yeah. football is all about confidence, and by the end of it, he banked some important goals for us. Um, and to be fair to him, since since of that time in in January, February, he's not looked back. I mean, he's just been incredible for, you know, five five years now, really. Yeah, yeah he's been stunning. Toofy, Nigel Pearson does a great job, keeps you up. He's another he's another big favourite on this pod, Nigel Pearson. You know, called the journalist an ostrich. There's also <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this one as well, so tell us about that, but is this a is this a rumour or something? Did he fight off a pack of wolves when he was walking? Yeah, yeah. Nigel, yeah. and did, did you ask him about that? I think that's the first thing I heard when I signed. He's a bit, you know, a bit off, you know, a bit strange in his own yeah. way, in a, in, a, in, a, in a good way. But he used to just go for walks and training. He used to do like walk and train while we, while, while we trained. He used to just sort of go for walks and stuff. Like, this is odd. Normally, he'd be there and, yeah. you know, instructing and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. Um but that interview, I mean, what, what can you say to your gaffer when he says that? You're just going to have to laugh, aren't you? I mean, you watch it in, in the changes, but what's going on here? And uh, when he came in, you just you just have to laugh at all of him. He knew how not to take him too serious. You know, he's yeah. like, I, I said some... I mean, he hates the press anyway. Yeah. He, he's genuinely uncomfortable speaking to the press, and he hates, he hates it. You know, some people love it, some don't, yeah. and he sort of... Yeah. Got a, you know, if you could never do an interview, he probably wouldn't. You know, he's he's one of them, but yeah, he's a he's a funny guy, and he's he's what you call a, a man's man. You know, yeah, it's like you, you could talk football, you could talk politics, you can go, go have a beer with him, and nothing yeah. will be too serious. And I think that's yeah. why he had su- such a success with the players. You know, because you, you, you had a real good relationship. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, but what about the, the the story about the wolves? Have you heard that one? Oh, but the the fighting off the dogs. The dogs, the dogs or wild yeah. dogs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wild dogs, yeah, and you had to jump into like a, oh, what's the word, into like a net, nettle yeah. square, the dogs, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's true, I never asked them, but anyway, it's a, it's a good story. It's a great story. Listen, uh, this is the difference between me and Nigel Pearson, right? So I've had an incident with wild dogs as well. I don't think I've told, I definitely told it on the pod. I was training for a bike ride. I did yeah. a charity bike ride. So I was in Greece on holiday and I've gone up in the hills on the bikes yeah. And I've and the difference between me and Nigel Pearson is I run away from the dog. I've rode away from the dogs. These dogs come out of nowhere. Four dogs in the mid- I'm in the middle of the mountains in Greece and started chasing me. And let me tell you, mate, I reckon I broke land speed records on this bike. <laughs> I was I was about three hours into a four hour bike ride, mate, and that is scary. So like, listen, Nigel Pearson fights them off. I'm getting on my toes, like. But listen, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you don't have I think getting away from those dogs. I mean, mate, it would have been a tough fight. <laughs> oh no, not not. Listen, I'm not a fighter. You know that. So, Hoofy, you 
Nigel Pearson does a fantastic job, survival. He leaves, which was a strange decision, and in comes Claudio. So you know you've got a good team. You know you've got a manager who give you your chance. But could you foresee the history that happened? Because for me, that season is probably one of the just greatest seasons in the Premier League because to see your Leicester team do it was was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we had, or I personally had really, uh, I was really confident going to, you know, the new season. Obviously, Nigel was still there till <laughs> three days before. <laughs> Nigel was there and that's the reason I signed, you know, thinking he, yeah. you know, I could, you know, I had my injuries and I was a bit sort of, couldn't train every day and all that sort of stuff and he was really accepting to it. Um, and three days before pre-season started, you know, Sky Sports News, um, Nigel's gone. It's like, Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. And we didn't know that Claudio was going to come in for, for a good while. Yeah, we started yeah. pre-season with, with Craig Shakespeare. He did an awesome job. Great guy. Big shout out to Craig. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he did all the pre-season. And by the end of sort of week three, I think Claudio came in. And I first, did you ever train with Claudio? He, he signed me at Chelsea. Uh, he was uh, first season. I loved him. I loved him. Oh, but the training was insane. Yeah. I remember, what's his name? Roberto Sassi. Yeah, Sassi, we, yeah. If we, if we used to just do like a thousand meter runs. And I'm like 30, 31, 32 thinking, if he turns up now with that guy, and he's like, <laughs> I'm done. I just signed a three year deal. Like, I can't do the training that we used to do with, with Sassi and Cloud every day running. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember. And the guy's about, what's he, what's he like? What's he like? I'm just like, well, all of the members, I hate him. I know he yeah. gave him a chance. Like, yeah. The training was just like, Ugh. Anyway, yeah. he comes in and I think, remember the goalkeeping coach? I can't remember the name, the grey hair. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Was it Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all rocked up and I was thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. <laughs> you know, things never change. Anyway, turned up, looking at Leicester going, this is a bit of a shithole. I'm out of here. So he only lasted like four days. And hey, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he just went, this is not for me. This is not London and all that stuff. Oh, what, obviously, bad. <laughs> no. what a bad decision. <laughs> so he went back to Italy. Um, so Claudio was just by himself. Um, yeah. And then he managed to bring one other guy over. So it yeah. sort of leveled his influence on the team. And then the, yeah, yeah, all yeah. The, the backroom staff, staff was still there. At Leicester. And I said, this is how we do it. You know, we normally have a day off after after the game on, on Saturday. We normally have a Wednesday off. Because yeah, you have two days of a week. Like, this is this is not how Italians work. <laughs> anyway, as sort of things progressed, he uh, he sort of let it go for a bit. And if we sort of lost or if he felt the need to change, then he would. But to, to full credit to him, he he let us get on with the setup that we had. Um, even though he probably didn't believe in it, but we yeah, um, yeah we won, and then we had a day off, and it's all. Got, got going then, you know, you couldn't really change it then. Um, yeah, yeah. You kept winning there. I thought what impressed me most, uh, I don't know if, from the outside, it got to a point where you was 10, 12 games away from winning the league and all of the media, I was playing over in America, I think this time, towards yeah. the end of my career, and all of the media were like, they're not going to do it, they're going to fall off, they're going to fall off. And then he sent you away on some, on a trip. You'd lost the game and yeah. you went away for three, four days as a team. And you all looked like you had a great time. And everyone was thinking, why are they, you know, they need to be training. They've got a chance of winning the league. But he was clever, Claudio. He probably knew the pressure was starting to build on you and probably thought, right, go away, enjoy yourself, come back. I thought that was a stroke of genius. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the game you alluded to was we lost 2 1 last night away. That's and it. And I think, was it, was it well they that scored? Last minute. Yeah. And they were fucking celebrating. They were giving it in your face, all this sort yeah. of stuff. And, you know, like all the Leicester players were like, well, this is going to kick off. I'll, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready to fight. Cause it was so like, I mean, to Arsenal, you know, they're yeah. always yeah. over, over, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just so annoying as well. I think he sensed that in the change room, like everyone was like so pumped and so fucking frustrated with the, with the way we lost that. Um, we had the international break, um, yeah. and we were scheduled to have uh, Friday, Saturday, no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So four days off over the two yeah. weeks. So yeah. The next day, yeah. and he just came and said, "See you next Monday." So he gave us like eight days off for a week. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I don't want to see you. Um, it felt like we've lost the league, even though we, I think we were still at top. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's just really had a, a massive effect on, on the mood. And he just went, ah, go away, have, have fun. Um, train a little bit of, you know, train a bit. I trust you. If you, if you don't want to train for a week, it's up to you. If you want to play a bit of tennis or do a little bit of cycling, just when you come back on Monday, we are good to go. Um, yeah. And again, we look, what we did well that year is every time we lost, you know, we produced again for, yeah. for 10, for 10 games. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then we got back and I would just remember coming back to Monday, you know, when you know when you have the hunger back again for, for yeah, training yeah, and just yeah, like yeah. running around. That's yeah. all. Training got up a notch again where everyone was fresh and hungry and, mm. and we didn't lose, we didn't lose again till, yeah. you know, for, yeah. I mean, talk to us about the running and emo- like emotionally hoofy, like, yeah. You know, game by game, when it's getting closer, because I imagine it was different to when you, you know, you're at Chelsea and we're doing it, because we was expected to do it. I mean, talk to us about how it felt as a player when you're getting closer to it, because it was like the whole world outside of Leicester was willing. I was willing you to do it. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I was wherever I was, and I just remember I, I was a Leicester fan. You know, I was a Leicester fan. T- talk to us about how that felt emotionally. Mate, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. Honestly, like you said, like from from obviously you you're well known anyway when you play in the Premier yeah. League, but people just come up to you out of nowhere. It could be a, an Arsenal fan or anyone who's going, actually, you know what? I really want you to do it, and I hope you, you know, yeah, you know, it's I never ever ever seen anything like that. Even at the Chelsea days, I was like, yeah, oh, I hope you, I hope you fuck up and don't win it. Yeah, to to that, it was just like mad. Like everyone was mega friendly, and even when we um. When we played away, you know, people would applaud yeah. you when you, when you, even when you beat the, yeah. the home team. Yeah. It was, it was like, this is what? And certainly yeah. towards the end, it was like, it became that sort of, unless you were a Tottenham fan, um, at the time, I think everyone was yeah. so for, for it. And like, you fill your car up at the petrol station, the guy behind the counter, go on, you know, you, yeah. you, you can do it. It's like, it's that thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just crazy, crazy to think yeah. that you know football is so tribal, isn't it? Where yeah, you know you get a bit of shit now and then, but we never got anything. I mean, it's just all positive. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's bad. There was something special in the air with your team for sure. You know, you'll yeah. always have their memory. So you get to that day, and this is my memories of it. And you tell me from your first hand experience. I remember watching you lift the trophy, and the players. It, like from an outsider, it was captivating. I was watching it because I, you know, no disrespect to some, like you said, like players, your Fuchis, your Wes Morgans, your drink waters and people like that. They, 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 they haven't done it again. So history's, and they thought they, they knew, it's like, it's like you celebrated, like you knew some of the lads that this, this would be the only time. And, and yeah. when, Boc- when Bocelli sung the song with Ranieri, Mate, I looked at it and I like I was like, wow, that is as the, the stadium. Like, what what a moment that must have been. Yeah, what a day we had it yeah. pissed down for the for the game. Then we had like yeah. the rainbow coming over when we lifted it. But like you said, I mean, I mean, Bocelli comes to sing at your ground. You know, that's just yeah, unbelievable. And uh, the only. I mean, I was suspended. I didn't even play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went, I was still went full kit. So, we yeah, right, yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was sort of, you know, you celebrate and you sort of get a week leading up to sort of lifting it. And yeah, the media was crazy. And although you know that you won the league, you haven't really won the league till you lifted the trophy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think the club did an amazing job getting Bocelli in as well, you know. Mm. obviously Italian connection and you know just having your your family there you know I mean I, I, I don't think I've ever lifted a trophy at Chelsea because I was no. I was sort of a big time player I didn't really think that I deserved to lift it I was there don't get me wrong obviously it was a great time yeah. but I've never felt comfortable you know I played like a limited amount of times um, yeah but Leicester had really felt like uh, I was a big part of it you know yeah really. yeah you know you know, you have to have that sort of self worth. You know, like I said, at Chelsea, I played, I don't know, 15 times a season, came yeah. on, maybe started four or five games. I don't, you know, it's still a team sport. Don't get yeah. me wrong, you're part of a team, but the real sort of 
um, connection was when you listened yeah. to Chelsea uh, yeah. yesterday. Sorry. Um, yeah, and the, you know, mum was there, wife was there. I mean, the kids were there. You know, they yeah. got to Mate, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Because yeah. that's one of the things when I think about listing trophies is it's the people with you. Because they, yeah. like you said, your family come on the journey with you. Yeah. Like you said, you stoke. You had your injuries, so for I remember your yeah. ankle was in a disarray yeah. at Chelsea, yeah. you know, yeah. wouldn't it? And you've gone down yeah. a great career culminating, yeah. which, which I think is probably your Leicester team, one of the greatest achievements in, a, in, a, in English football together as a unit and you deserved it fucking no doubt about it like uh, you can't be disparaging because the players wasn't well um, household names what a team you was like and and it made me uh, like that's one of the stories that makes me fall in love with football all over again watching you play you know like it was a pri- it was a privilege to watch you mate you was it was brilliant yeah, like I said, I mean, even your family, I don't know mm. what it's like with yours. I mean, they don't really know what it takes, you know, they sort of yeah. just see bit parts and for them to be part of it is just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, sports, like I said, whether, whether you like it or not, you, sports, you have to perform. Yeah. You know, there, there's only one winner. There's no excuses. You can't say, oh, these are shit players or all this, you know, sports got that unique thing where, it is what it is. You have to produce. And like you said, the names you mentioned, you know, yeah, they're, they're in history books now. And, um, and people are, oh, that was a strange year or, you know, like we've heard it and teams did perform. Yeah, for sure. But why didn't you win it? You know, why yeah. didn't, yeah, yeah. You know, go, go and grab it. You can't just yeah. say bullshit, you know. Yeah. For but, sure, mate. For sure. Yeah. So we've gone into the football side of it. I think what our listeners probably want to know is how was the party, and is Jamie Vardy the main man when it comes to all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly was a good night, that's for sure. I mean, it didn't start yeah. well, but um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've touched on it before, but I was suspended for the last yeah. few games, and um, so my party was basically a two-week party. Never mind just that one. <laughs> that one. Wherever I went, it was just, oh, you know. You know what people are like. Certainly, yeah. they love they love football. And I mean, I, I would pick up the kids from school, and there'd be school pants. Oh, if you want to go for a beer and celebrate, you know, even though it's <laughs> school pants. And um, yeah, I certainly turned up a bit drunk for the last couple of weeks of training because I, I had nothing to train for. Yeah, Season was finished. I wasn't allowed, but I mean, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. And then obviously, we went uh, away to Bangkok as well after after yeah. the season to celebrate with the chairman, the late chairman. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we've gone to Bangkok and there's a million people on the streets celebrating us. Mental. Mental. Nuts. You know, we didn't really know what, what to expect or, or anything. Or next thing we're going to, on a, on a bus ride is the, the streets are packed. Uh, they're so mega friendly over there and certainly, uh, an absolutely crazy sort of, you know, four to five weeks for me. I got married as well that summer. So it's just like, <laughs> I, know, wow. I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it any better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was certainly a, a party-filled uh, five weeks, that's for sure. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. So, you've had a great career. You're back in Germany, Berlin. Yeah. We've, we've found out you're a special agent for the English FA. You're going to tell us how to win a thing. What's the future hold for you, mate? What do you want to do? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing my um, a sporting directorship at, uh, at uni. Okay. So, I've got another... Four months to go with that. Yeah. Hopefully, I pass all that, get my uh, qualifications. Yeah, and then, like anything, you know, apply for jobs. Um, I always like the sort of background in football. Um, yeah, how it all works. You know, recruitment, finances, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, always been really interested. So that's the that's sort of the path I'd like to go. Um, but again, yeah. you just never know. You just never know what comes along. And um, but that's sort of my idea. Hoofy, top man, brilliant, mate. We do the predictions on this. We get the guests to predict. Usually I have my pal Tom Davis, uh, but he's not here. So last week I beat Wayne Bridge 1-0. Uh, I correctly predicted Liverpool to beat Wolves. Bridgie didn't manage to get any right, which is... <laughs> <laughs> but this week we've got three games. So I'll, I'll, ask, I'll give you the game. Yeah. Win, lose or draw. Don't have to worry about the score. And we'll see how we go. 
This is a relegation ding-dong, mate. And um, we've both played in Nice during our career. <laughs> Brighton versus Newcastle. Coral odds in the relegation, six-pointer down at uh, the South Coast. Newcastle are now 10 to 11 to be relegated. What are you going for? I, I should go first, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'll go first. I should be courteous, mate. I'm going to go with Brighton. I, have, I, I think they are underachieving. I've watched them a few times. I think they, they, they play good football. They just need a centre forward. I'm going, I'm going for a draw. Okay. A horrible nil-nil or 1-1, something like that, where it's just horrible. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a defender speaking, that is. Right. Okay. West Ham, my old club, against a club that you, I know you had plenty of run-ins with when your Stoke days, Arsenal. So West Ham are at home. Who would have thought this time of year West Ham would be the team in full flight on top of this? But West Ham to win and both teams to score is a lovely 21 to 5. I'm going West Ham. I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go draw. And I want to back West Ham, but because you've gone now, I'm going to go draw. All right, another yeah, one. Yeah, another one. Uh, this one's on Sunday. It's Aston Villa at home against Tottenham Hotspur. The Coral odds now, the resurgent Gareth Bale is 4-1 to one to be the first goal scorer. What do you think there, mate? I'm going Spurs. Yeah. yeah I hate I'm to say sp- it. I hate yeah. to say it. Not a Spurs fan, but Spurs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, mate. But I, listen, I've watched it. But there's an improvement there. So I'm going to go Spurs with you. So it all hinges right. on the... Uh, on the Brighton game, mate. But listen, I'll leave you a little message if you win. And when you're back in England, we'll go for a beer. It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, if you ever get a job in one of these big German clubs and you need an English coach, I've got my A licence, all right? <laughs> You've been the first to call. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. No worries, Hoofy. Top man. Thanks. Thank you, Scott. You've been listening to All To Play For with Robert Hoof, brought to you by Joe and Coral. You've been listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.